up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. And here we are, everybody. We are here for week 16. Now, I know that some of you are going to be tuning in, and some of you have made it further in your playoff picture, and others of you have not. But in any case, we are just glad to have you. And Michelle, glad to see you back on the mic as always. Happy week 16. Week 16, uh, I have advanced to the next round of the playoffs with a nice bye. Oh, have you now? Well, you know, I just got to kick my feet up with a nice little bye last week. So that felt that felt pretty good. Oh, well, that 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 sounds like it's nice. I don't really know about that life, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But now the heat is on. And honestly, this is going to be a very interesting and fun episode because the yeah. heat is on. The pressure is on. I'm scared now. I didn't have to play last week. I just got to observe, but my team did really good and I didn't have a matchup. So now I'm just now I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So tell me where you're at, whether it's Draft Queens League. I know, I know you had a buy last week or how are you doing across the board for all of your leagues? Well, the, my other league, I'm barely even paying attention to because we are, we are in the loser's bracket and, you know, that really just doesn't even matter. So I'm all focused all the time on Draft Queens. I ha- I'm in first place. I had a first week buy. Uh, I'm in the semifinals this week. And, you know, my guys have some pretty tough matchups. So... It's just mm. scary. You know, we always say this on the show, and I mean it. Like, you can't get cute, and I'm trying my very best not to get cute this late in the season. <laughs> okay, that is an excellent, excellent segue, because I am also doing... I'm in the semifinals for one of my three leagues. Unfortunately, Draft Queens didn't pan out, but we've been talking about this since the very beginning. Um, that being said, I have gotten a little bit cute this week, a little (laughs) bit, and I need to be checked. And I think the listeners probably have to be checked. So I'm excited to get into this week of football and whether or not you're in your consolation bracket or whether or not you're in the winner's bracket trying to take home the bag, uh, we've got you covered. So um, importantly, as we knew last week, but we should say again, aside from injuries, which we'll get into, um, football's happening all the time. It's happening on Thursday, which has already happened by the time you're listening to the show, but also on Saturday, in addition to Sunday. So it's worth noting, right? I really hope that everybody's family loves Christmas. Uh, I hope, no, I hope that everybody's family loves football as much as they love Christmas because they are a package deal this year. Um, and it's down to the nitty gritty. So it's going to be very interesting. Lots of excitement. Um, and also, unfortunately, lots of injuries that could be a bit of a deal breaker situation Mm. for you going into the semifinals. That's the likes of Ryan Tannehill and Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jonathan Taylor obviously has had injuries throughout the season, but he's officially done for the year. Tyler Lockett has a broken finger. He's out again. Chris Mm -hmm. Olave has just been ruled out. And keep your eyes on Nick Chubb and Ken Walker because both of them are dealing with injuries. So this is not the time of year you want to hear these names. No, and those are big names. Those are big, big, big names. But luckily, I feel like we have some really great people to replace those huge injury players. So we've got some backups for you. We have some ideas. So before we go any further, I think it's worth saying we have the best start and sit week 16, maybe of draft queens of this year. So let's go ahead and get into it. Let's start with quarterbacks. Okay, 
week 16 quarterbacks, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, don't get cute. Play the don't guys, get cute. Play the guys that you've been rolling with, unless that was Jalen Hurts, and hopefully we can give you some guys that you might be able to roll with instead. But don't get so cute here. Play the guys that got you this far. Look at the matchups. Play what's going to get you the win. So I say that because the two that the two names that I want to start with for starts mm. are names that we've talked about a lot in this season. Tua Tungavailoa has been probably one of the breakout quarterbacks of this year. Oh, yeah. Everyone was a little down on him uh, last week going against the Bills, myself included. I was definitely worried about that being a potential bust, and he played well. He continues to play well. They play the Packers this week. Uh, if you have Tua on your team, he probably helped you get to the playoffs, and now's not the time to give up on him. I love this matchup. Uh, the Packers uh, allow somewhere around 18 and a half um, fantasy points per game um, to quarterbacks in the last month. I, just keep on riding the two a wave for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I have something to add on to that just in terms of starts and, and continuing to ride the wave because I personally have subscribed to who I am now affectionately. I don't know what his nickname is in my fantasy world, but I feel like he needs one. Geno Smith has been my ride or die this season based on a million different things. I started with Russell Wilson. I had to stream a quarterback. I didn't know where to go. Yep. Geno Smith, my guy, is absolutely fantastic. Seasonal rank is number nine for quarterbacks and kind of like riding the middle. But he's consistent. He is a consistent guy. I love him. They are going to be playing. I mean, I really do. And they're playing the Chiefs this week, which is a fantastic quarterback matchup. It's going to be a gunslinging show. I think Geno Smith is a start as well. Yeah, I agree. I think that, look, when anytime you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, who leads the league in touchdown passes, you're probably p- playing from behind, uh, which in, yeah. in this instance, look, Geno Smith, as you mentioned, he's number four in the league uh, with touchdowns thrown this season. So he's only yeah. he's only three behind Patty Mahomes. Uh, neither one of these defenses are anything to write home about. I agree with you. I think there's going to be a lot of balls thrown through the air, hopefully a lot of touchdowns, and hopefully... I mean, here's the beauty. Did you ever think in the playoffs, if your team was going against Patrick Mahomes in fantasy, that you had a chance to win? Well, guess what? If you have Geno Smith, it's almost going head to head with Mahomes. So it's like, I never, what you know, you never would have thought that. And it's honestly even the same thing for Tua. Tua is only, you know, two more behind Geno in terms of touchdown passes. So uh, normally you get to the playoffs, you're normally playing against someone who's got the likes of Patrick Mahomes. And then you're like, shit, I'm screwed. I got this far and now I'm in trouble. But there's people like Tua, there's people like Geno Smith that are going to hold you Make make your opponent hold their toes to the fire um, mm. because they've had great seasons so far. I think it's very interesting in that very same vein that while we're sticking with our rider dies, while we're sticking with Tua, while we're sticking with Gino, I do agree. Um, there's some cuteness that can happen. Obviously, we talked about at the top of the show how uh Jalen Hurts is injured so we've got Gardner Minshew as the QB2 interesting but that's not uh, cute though to be fair that's not cute if you have is, yeah Jaylen, exactly. if you have Jalen Hurts you are in a world of trouble right now Absolutely. having him injured and luckily if you were able to get Gardner Minshew he, he's no he's not Jalen Hurts but it's not a very bad alternative to hopefully only hold you over for a mm-hmm. week 
um, with Jalen Hurts being out. So I don't view that one as as cute. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. But, yes, but maybe it just sucks. It just sucks, but it's not that cute. It's I I pray for people that um that had Jalen Hurts that they were able to get on that waiver wire and get Gardner Minshew just to help fill in the gaps here this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. I uh, I snagged him to try and fuck over the person I'm playing. So just so you know, <laughs> you it's uh, it's better. not cute. In fact, it's tactical. Think about <laughs> it. Uh, it's defense. Anyway, uh, there are some cute plays, though, that we should talk about. Uh, the first is a name that we uh, sadly have had to talk a lot about this season in one way or another. Deshaun Watson. Um, like we say, not our favorite by far and away. Uh, but also really enjoying watching him not having a, a great start to the season. I think he's a total sit and kind of a dud across the board. What yeah. do you think? Plus one, don't want to say his name anymore uh, and don't use him in the playoffs. because Should we call him Voldemort? He's just like, yeah, he who shall not be named from now on. <laughs> for sure. I even feel like that's ruining Harry Potter, though. So Yeah, I take don't that ruin back. Harry Potter. Don't ruin no, Harry we'll, Potter. No, we'll come up with something different. But anyway, who else are you thinking about sitting this week? So, um... The Detroit Lions have been a very interesting team and exciting team to watch this season. I feel like Jared Goff has actually had a a really strong season, even though their uh, record doesn't necessarily necessarily reflect that. They throw the ball a lot. They have some incredible wide receivers that have emerged this year. DJ Chark, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamal Williams has obviously carried them, you know, on the ground. However... Goff doesn't fare very well on the road. And so the reason I'm bringing that up is because they are playing Mm. at Carolina this week. Again, I realize Carolina, not the best team. However, he just doesn't play as well on the road. And if you're trying to win your playoff matchup, that might be the one little tidbit of information that you need to go with a different quarterback. So he's, he's been scoring less than eight fantasy points when he's on the road and he's fact on the road this week so i just need to put it out there for folks i realize they've been putting up points but just know that little fact and if you have someone else that has a better matchup maybe is playing at home you might want to roll with them instead of jared goff this week okay that is some facts baby as they say (laughs) that is facts that is very true i didn't realize that and that's really scary sorry jared goff remember like two seasons ago when we thought that jared goff would well now it's almost like funny, but thought he would be better than Matt Stafford. Really funny, hilarious time. I I still stand by, even though it is proven to be one thousand percent wrong. It's in a I, roller coaster. I still though. really, really thought that the Lions were making out on the better end of that Stafford trade. I really did, and I'm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, here we are, though. I, yes, I understand Stafford won the Super Bowl, but he also isn't playing at the current moment, so I don't know. That's it. That's it. Well, luckily, we do know who to uh, move on from, but also start. So let's talk about running backs specifically. Um, I, I think there's credit to be given where credit is due in terms of just like a tried and true start. That And while being a Titans fan and while being, I think it's a four loss streak right now, which is Yeek. totally insane. Still at the top of the AFC South because of this one person, Derrick Henry, Still looking fantastic for fantasy and otherwise. Um, I know that we had written down here that he has 892 yards rushing in his last four games against the Texans. But I can tell you as a super fan of the Titans that we will always beat the Texans and by a lot. So I think this week, if we have anything that we can go off of, 
Derrick Henry, that man is a start this week. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like you said, pay respect where respect is due here. Um, I think that his yardage on the season is, his yardage on the season ranks number two. Clearly he racks up a ton of points against Houston. He's going to need to do that again this week because they don't have Ryan Tannehill. Uh, He's a little bit further down in the list in terms of, um, uh, touchdowns. He's third on the list, but he's second in rush yards. So, like, I feel like this is the week where Derrick Henry not only uh, takes over most rush yards of the season, but mm. also most rushing touchdowns of the season just because of the matchup. Okay, I am nervous to ask this, but <laughs> does this have anything to do with our DQ bet of the week, which is at the end of the show? You know, I as it came out of my mouth, now it now it <laughs> might now it, <laughs> it might. <laughs> Okay, we'll see. Stay tuned. It may become a game time decision. We'll see. Um, Let's think about who else to start and who else to sit here. Um, I have heard rumor of our dear friend on the Ravens, J.K. Dobbins, is coming off of IR. um, And is he the right play to start this week? It's an open question. He is a good player. But where do we think this is going to go? I mean, Especially against the Falcons. Okay, so the Falcons have allowed eight running backs this season to score at least 18 PPR fantasy points, okay? PPR being the key here. So just mm. based on what kind of league you're in, just keep that in the back of your head. If I had to place a guess, many people have been stashing J.K. Dobbins in their IR for probably half the season, right? Just waiting. Hand up. There hand you up, go. hand to God. Yeah. I'm one of those. Waiting and wishing for the moment that he comes back and comes back healthy. Luckily, he is back and is healthy, and I do like the matchup against the Falcons. I also think that it plays a bit of a benefit that Lamar, Dra- Lamar Jackson is hurt because, look, Huntley is a great backup when you don't have when yeah. you don't have Lamar yeah. Jackson. But having a healthy J.K. Dobbins and being able to attack the ground is an even bigger upside. So That's a really I, good point. Here's the thing. You've probably been holding him in your IR. You finally need to slash have to take him off. Put him in your lineup. I think you just have to. I think I, I, I think you've been you've probably been waiting for this moment. And guess what? It's either now or never that you're gonna use him. And I think it's a good week to get him in your in there. You know, I wish I could say the same. Let's go to the flip side of the coin and think about, like, really great running backs who maybe you stashed at one point and maybe you should be sitting this week because I feel like a lot of people have the same thought about Cam Akers. <gasps> um, unfortunately, I think – are you one of those people? I'm raising my hand for J.K. Dobbins being my stash. I feel like you were a Cam Akers gal at one point. Oh, I very much was. So Cam Akers I had in one of my leagues as a keeper. I picked him up late oh. – Late, late, late last fantasy season when he was still on IR, I kept him on my IR and because I wanted him as my keeper for the next season, I thought I was so fucking slick. Guess what? (laughs) That absolutely backfired on me. Uh, He barely played this season. He barely made a dent in the Rams offense. Then there was clearly some personal bouts going on there. He's, He's definitely done a bit more in the second half of the mm-hmm. season, but mm-hmm. let's be serious. Mm-hmm. The Rams offense is bad. Cam Akers is bad. The, the and and you know what's good? <laughs> you know what's good? Please the, tell us how you really feel. You know though. what's good? The Denver defense. I love Denver defense matchup this week. I I shit you not. I am carrying them in both of my leagues. I really. An- I just anticipate them like vulturing the Rams this week, and I I do not like Cam Akers and. 
frankly, I don't really like anyone on the Rams this week. I mean, I don't really think that you're wrong at all whatsoever, because I, I think that this has been the ongoing trend with the Rams, especially against, and again, probably Von Miller is like rolling his eyes right now in his like hospital bed, getting his ACL untorn or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, he's probably rolling his eyes because the Denver defense, you're right. They look good. Denver overall, very difficult. Yeah. But if we know one thing, for some reason, the Rams do not look good this season and it does not bar Cam Akers from also looking not good this season. I watched the game. He didn't look good again last week. No. He just doesn't look good. It's, it's not just what no. it is. It, he's not explosive like I thought he was going to be and like he used to be. It's not really clicking. And, I mean, it, you know, you just look at what Denver defense have been doing over the last few weeks from a fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, 23 points, again, depends on your league, but 20 points, you know, in uh, against Baltimore. Uh, still double-digit against Casey, whose offensive is explosive. Another mm-hmm. another twenty points uh, against Arizona. You know they're racking up sacks uh, and and interceptions. And then you look at this game with a backup quarterback. Yeah, I'm all over Denver D and running far far away from Cam Akers as my running back this week. I love I love this for us. I do love this for us. Okay, who else are we gonna sit? And and then I have like a little bit of a, a open ended question okay. because I did something a little cute this week. But who else do we sit? Okay, so um, <clears throat> those that picked up Jamal Williams off of the waivers, or maybe even drafted him. I doubt you drafted him, but if you did, good for you because he's got the most touchdowns in the NFL. Um, But my guess is more people drafted DeAndre Swift and then had to make a move over to Williams, snagged him off the waivers, and were in for a very pleasant surprise. A reckoning, baby. That said, he hasn't played more than 37% of snaps since week 12. Since DeAndre Swift has come back, he has seen less snaps and therefore less fantasy points and less touchdowns. When DeAndre Swift first first started to come back, Jamal Williams was still eating up the, the red zone touchdowns. So you were like, okay, cool. He's not getting as many runs, not getting as many yards, but he's getting in the end zone, so it's working for me. So, But at this point, 37% of the snaps is bad. That's very bad. He's like, clearly they're shifting Mm -hmm. this backfield. And so now you get to this point where you're in the playoffs. Maybe you have him. I don't think, I don't think he's going to win the game for you. I don't think he's, I I think you gotta, I think you gotta fade on Jamal Williams, unfortunately. Here's a thought experiment that is very (laughs) similar. So I'm having the same sort of internal dialogue with the backs over in Indianapolis. Oh boy. That's between... Zach Moss, who I did stream as my just a little bit of a safety this week, but like I said, a little bit too cute. And Zach Moss, who is splitting time with Deion Jackson. Um, The matchup against the Chargers, just based on like brass tacks, good matchup for putting the ball on the ground. Yep. Now, the interesting part of this particular potential bust or potential boom Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, maybe on the bust end of this is thinking about, I mean, I think Matt Ryan got pulled when we're, <laughs> as of when we've been recording this. Yep. And I don't know what the fuck is going to happen in Indy. So I am worried about Zach Moss. He's sitting on my bench right now. And I am scared that between he and Deion Jackson and, and not knowing the split in the backfield in the same way of DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, 
I'm afraid that that might just be a bust this week. I don't know. I, I Look, I've seen everybody flocking to the waivers to get Zach Moss or Deion Jackson. I fully understand why you would be doing that with the, the aforementioned Jonathan Taylor injury. But, I mean, guys, this, yes. this is the Colts offense we're talking about here. Like, this is the Colts offense. This is the Colts offense that we're talking about here. So, I... <laughs> Look, shaking listener. Heads. Yeah, exactly. Here's the th- here's the thing. I think if you're absolutely desperate, you could use one of these guys. Uh, I think Zach Moss had the had the little bit of you know additional um, looks last week, but I just I don't think you put one of these guys in your running back position and feel like it's going to win your playoff matchup. I can understand desperate times, desperate measures. Maybe you had Jonathan Taylor and there's literally nobody else that you could get. But if you have number, like true number one or number Mm -hmm. two running backs that have been playing like the whole season, blah, 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 like roll with them. Just roll with those guys. I'm just not sure that this is going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. both of them, both of them. I I just don't know that that's... It's too cute for playoffs. It's too cute for playoffs. It is too cute for playoffs. And let it be known that if we know anyone who's going to throw the rock, it's Nick Foles. Because Big Dick Nick, we've seen it on we've seen it on the Eagles in years past. We may see it again on the Colts. But in any case, way too cute. Jokes aside, uh, I totally agree for running backs. Is Ooh. is there anyone else you want to talk about, though, running back-wise? No, I think... I think- Play, look, play the studs, play the guys that have gotten you. I, I will, I, well, I, I'll save my, I'll save my little note. It, it, it'll go into pass catchers. So I'll okay. save my, my last note there. All right. Let's talk about pass catchers who are now, because it's the end of the season, we're kind of like putting tight ends and wide receivers in the same pass catching bucket. But we're going to talk about both. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with wide receivers? Do you want to start with Tight ends, well, start, start, sits. I'm going to start with a sit just so I can I can okay, yeah. uh, finish on. Uh, you'll see how this ties back to running backs here. So um, we talked about uh, Deshaun Watson. Don't love that play for you at all, and especially not in the playoffs, which means I don't really also like the Amari Cooper play. Now, there's also something to be said about this monster storm that's, like, headed True. everybody's way. Oh, we like, should talk about that. Yeah, yes. so there's a, everybody should just keep a very close eye on what the weather is going to be. There's tons of rain, very high winds. There's a lot of stuff coming through that's going to affect these games that are happening this week. And so uh, the Cleveland game is one of those. So in, in addition to me not liking Deshaun Watson and not liking Amari Cooper – what I do think is going to happen in this game is they're going to need to pound the ball on the ground. I think I saw something like 35 mile an hour winds or something there doesn't lend itself well to passing the football. Um, So if if I had one more little note to self, uh, you know, on the running back situations, if you have Nick Chubb, you've probably been riding him all season. He's been a stud. He's had a couple of slow games, keep an eye on his injury, but, but him and Kareem hunt, I think are going to get a lot of work this week. Mm Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, can I continue to ride the sit train here, though? Speaking of, you know, Amari Cooper, a big storm yeah. headed everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of, for me also specifically, right? Like, I've had a lot of, um, let's call it tight end anxiety. Oh. Should we call it that? I like that. That There should be a t-shirt that says that. Tight 
maybe it should say tight anxiety because <laughs> that's yeah, like how that's I feel about tight ends right now. And so I want to talk about tight ends to sit or especially a tight end to sit among others because there's been a lot of tight anxiety. Um, I know that a lot of people are flocking to the waivers and perhaps there is a Tyler Higby available for you or you're thinking about, you know, uh, streaming like, yeah, what's his head coming back on the Raiders who's been on IR for oh, a million Dar- years? Darren Waller. Darren Waller. I just, I must caution everyone that there is no good tight end this year, like full stop, period, dot the end, other than a select and very select few. So my call out here being like the Tyler Higbees of the world or the trigger happy tight ends that you think are going to pay off. Tyler Higby, only one touchdown this season. Our friends coming off of IR, our friends not actually doing, I mean, I've gotten so many goose eggs with like Dawson Knox this, this season. It's just, it's hard to predict tight ends. I would say if you have someone who earns points, don't get cute. Let's not go crazy with like a Tyler Higbee. Let's sit all of the guys we are not sure about and stick to your keepers right now. Stick to your point winners. Yeah. The tight end position has been really tough this year. I feel like, you know, Travis Kelsey is like leaps and bounds. He's 30 catches ahead of the second uh, closest tight end. He's, he's five, he's five touchdowns in, in front of the closest second ride receiver, uh, sorry, uh, tight end. So it's, it's like basically he's 28 targets ahead of the second. Like, so it's kind of like at this point, if you haven't had Travis Kelsey, if you haven't had Travis Kelsey, you probably have had uh, tight end anxiety this season. Mark Andrews has had a great season, but faced injury. Pat yep. Fryermuth has been decent, but That's you right. know not super consistent. Mm-hmm. No, Fant finally had a good week, but, but inconsistent. One, right. Yeah. George Kittle is finally starting to pick up some steam. But like, I agree with you. I feel That's like right. if you don't have Travis Kelsey, you've probably had some level of tight end anxiety all season. The good news for some folks is. Dallas Goddard is coming back and he should love that for the Eagles. I love that. He should absolutely alleviate some of your uh, tight end anxiety. He plays very nicely in the sandbox with Gardner Minshew. Um, I think he was technically (laughs) set to come back last week, but given the fact that the, uh, the Eagles have already, you know, secured their playoff position, they wanted to give him a little bit extra rest. I think Gardner Minshew is going to lean on him real heavy. He's, just getting back in. So I think Dallas Goddard owners are going to be very happy and very pleased to get uh, him back in their lineups this week. Starting. I, I feel that same sort of like camaraderie with, uh, with Dak Prescott and, um, uh, I, oh, I always call him Dallas Goddard because no, the, Dalton Schultz, but even his numbers Dalton haven't Schultz. been like that impressive. You just, but you kind of know when the connection is there. I I say that on a lot of these shows, like you just know if they're going to connect, you know, whether they're the best or just a couple of points, it's fine. But I feel like Dallas Goddard, you're exactly right. Coming back with Gardner Minshew of all people, I feel like there's like the connection there and that's an intangible that you just don't know unless you watch the games. I agree. I definitely agree. Anyone left? Uh, let's see here. Technically, we have like kind of a a big deal because this this next and final pass catcher to start is uh, is in lieu of Tyler Lockett over on the Seahawks. So uh, I'll be curious to see if Marquise Goodwin feels like a start this week, which I think probably knowing how Geno Smith has looked and how much we gassed him up at the top of the show 
probably is a start this week. So, okay, yeah. I I love him in replacement of Tyler Lockett for the Mm -hmm. obvious reason that he probably kind of fits right into the number two uh, wide receiver spot behind um, DK Metcalf. Um, Keep an eye on him. It seems like he's got maybe a little wrist and or an ankle injury. Um, So just just double check to make sure that he gets cleared uh off of the uh off of the injury report before you lock him in your lineup but mm-hmm. the obvious answer here is lock it out he's going to get more looks we talked about Geno Smith and Patrick Mahomes probably having to go to the air a lot in this game and so uh, you know Marquise Goodwin is like you know slow and steady just gotten more and more targets he's very reliable like and so you know i think Geno you know will definitely look for him given he is healthy and Tyler Lockett is out. And that could be a, a sneaky little uh, flex play for you if uh, if you need it. You heard it here, hopefully, folks, for the very first time. So um, hopefully all of this, the last 30 minutes of your time, has been helpful and good luck in your playoff picture. Hopefully you are gunning for the trophy, which will be known as of next week but in any case uh, it's worth taking home the W so hopefully that's been helpful it's been helpful for me Michelle Um, but for those of you who are kind of on the other side of it and just looking to bet on something we've got something for you because we have our DQ bet of the week where we're going to pick one of a few categories and our very own Moneyline Michelle is going to give us uh, what our bet should be this week so what are you thinking this week Michelle I'm hoping that you stuck to the trend of this episode, which was talking about my favorite player. Well, as we were talking through Derrick Henry and his stats, and as you gave me a little extra confidence in uh, how well uh, the Titans typically play over the Texans, and the fact that I was looking at the numbers and he is very close to leading the league in both rushes and touchdowns, I think this is the game he pulls ahead. I'm going to go. Let's go, Derrick. Let's go. I'm going to go 200-plus rushing yards for the king with a pair of tutties really yeah he's gonna carry the team i think he's gonna take it alone i think you're right and and we know this also from last season which i can wax poetic on but like we know that derrick henry is better in cold weather than anybody else like this is his time to shine he is he feels no and cold. he's nominated for man of the year yeah. so i'm sure he's gassed up in his head too he feels no cold he's a very he's a very large man he feels no nothing 200 yeah. and two tutties for the king. 200 and two TDers for the king. Every I time I've done something that. with alliteration, I've won. So we're just going to say two tutties, 200 and two tutties. <laughs> alliteration for the win. Alliteration for the hopeful literal win. Uh, I love it. I love fantasy football. I hate that this is basically our second to last week talking about fantasy specifically. So if that's freaking you out, if, if, you know, your eyes are getting all googly eyed that we're almost done here, don't worry. We have lots more for you, but uh, on Monday, we will be coming to your earballs. Despite the holiday, we're still covering the huddle uh, as our regularly scheduled content. So tune in on Monday morning after those of you who are spe- celebrating Christmas will be in your earballs at 8 a.m. Eastern time uh, to talk about the biggest headlines of the week. And once more, next week, going into the new year, we will be talking week 17 championship 
rivalries and matchups and who you should start and sit. So don't lose us for the end of 2022, folks. We've got lots more for you. And if you like the show, go follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Uh, Michelle, anything to say to the listeners before we sign off for this week 16 episode? Don't get cute. It's time to win those championships. Yeah, baby.